Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We've been reading in the book of Joshua. We've just recently started this. Last time we read Joshua chapter 1, where God commissioned Joshua to be the replacement or successor of Moses. Now we're ready to read Joshua chapter 2. This is going to be about some spies and a woman called Rahab. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men as scouts, secretly from Shittim, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho, the walled city. So they went and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and lodged there. I want to stop for a second. Jericho, at that time, in that place, Jericho was a fortified city, very well known. I'm sure that they needed to know what they were up against. We have to remember, they're coming in to take the land, right? So Jericho is a big, walled, fortified city. So it's a concern, right? So they're trying to do their part and spy out the city and see what's going on and, you know, how difficult is it going to be. Now the king of Jericho was told, Behold, men from the sons of Israel have come here tonight to spy and search out the land. So the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who entered your house, because they have come as spies to search out the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. So she said, Yes, two men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. When it was time to close the city gate at dark, the men left. I do not know where they went. Pursue them quickly, for if you do, you will overtake them. But in fact, she had brought the scouts up to the roof and had hidden them under the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof to dry. So the king's men pursued them on the road to the Jordan as far as the fords east of Jericho. As soon as the pursuers had gone out after them, the gate of the city was shut. Now I want to pause for a minute and I want to notice two things. One, in verse 1, Rahab is called a prostitute. We know later in Hebrews she is also referred to as a prostitute, right? Here on her roof, she had some flax laid out to dry. She may have been doing multiple businesses. She could have been a prostitute. Okay, In those days and in this place, she could have been a temple prostitute, right? She could have been something that these people would have thought was perfectly fine. She could have had a side business where she had flax on top of her roof. However, that doesn't mean that she's not a prostitute. They had a lot of prostitutes and prostitution going on back in those days. And in some places, the prostitutes, like I said, they were temple prostitutes. Sometimes they were kind of favored, looked upon in good ways. So we don't know exactly her position or how this worked out. But I believe the Bible when it says she was a prostitute. Now, what flavor or kind of prostitute we don't know. It sounds like she also has some business with flax on her roof. So she might have been a business person as well as running some kind of prostitution that we're not aware of, right? So just want to make that clear because some people seem to take offense that she was a prostitute. But the thing is, 
in those days, in those times, and without the influence of the Lord, prostitution was not necessarily as frowned upon as it is nowadays, right? I mean, in some places it was, but we have to realize that, like I said, in some places they had temple prostitutes and it was just a normal thing, right? I'm not saying it's good, it's not, but, you know, they didn't know the Lord and they were just doing whatever, right? We have to have some understanding about that. Uh, things change over time, society changes, and definitely the influence of the Lord has really brought down the idea of prostitution, where we really look on that uh, definitely a lot differently than most societies did back then. Um, some of that may be changing now, unfortunately, but that's that's the way it has been in the past. So I wanted to mention that because some people seem to take offense with the idea that she was a prostitute. That doesn't necessarily mean she was a bad person either. We don't know her lot in life or what happened. And again, she did not know God, right? We do a lot of things when we don't know God. Now, before the men lay down to sleep, Rahab came up to them on the roof. And she said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror and dread of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land have melted in despair because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan on the east to Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts melted into spire, and a fighting spirit no longer remained in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. And now please swear an oath to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's household, family, and give me a pledge of truth and faithfulness, and spare my father and my mother and my brothers and my sisters, along with everyone who belongs to them, and let us all live. So the men said to her, Our lives for yours, if you do not tell anyone about this business of ours. Then when the Lord gives us the land, we will show you kindness and faithfulness and keep our agreement with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was built into the city wall, so that she was living on the wall. And she said to them, Go west to the hill country, so that the pursuers who have headed east will not encounter you. Hide yourselves there for three days until the pursuers return. Then afterward you can go your way. The men said to her, We shall be blameless and free from this oath which you have made us swear, unless, when we come into the land, you tie this cord of scarlet thread in the window through which you let us down, and bring into the house your father and your mother and your brothers and all your father's household, so that they will be safe. But if anyone goes out the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, that is, his own responsibility, and we shall be blameless and free from our oath. However, 
If a hand is laid on anyone who is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head. But if you tell anyone this business of ours, we shall be blameless and free from the oath which you made us swear. She said, According to your words, so be it. Then Rahab sent them off, and they departed, and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. They left and went on their way to the hill country west of Jericho and stayed there hidden in the caves three days until the pursuers returned. The pursuers had searched all along the road but had not found them. Then the two men turned back and came down from the hill country and crossed over the Jordan and came to Joshua the son of Nun at Shittim and told him everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, Certainly the Lord has given all the land into our hands, for all the inhabitants of the land have melted in despair because of us. Now, a couple other points I want to make before we leave this chapter, because there's there's so much here and there's there's so much history and everything. But just to mention a couple of things, um, the city of Jericho, there's a note here that also says that the name is derived from the Hebrew word for moon, and it implies that it might have been a center of worship for various lunar gods. Again, this might go back to her being called a prostitute. It could have been one of those type of things. Uh, flax was used to make linen, so it sounds like she was making linen, and she was laying out the flax on top of the house to dry it. So these are normal things. I wanted to make sure we made this, uh, you know, made the comments about these things because these are, I think, it's valuable information. It kind of helps uh, set things in history and gives you a better idea of what's going on. Like, why would some woman randomly have flax on top of her house? Well. She was planning on making linen. You need linen to make clothing, right? So that was just good, simple clothing back then. Was it a business or was it for family? We don't know. Could have been for business. Could have been for family. We're not sure. Could have been just for herself. Again, we're not sure, okay? Now, her house was built into the wall, right? So that means we wouldn't really call that a house, right? Her, we would call it her maybe apartment or condominium or something like that. Her living, her home was built into the wall of the city. Okay. That's the idea. And she had a window actually facing outside the city, which to me, if I was building a walled fortress, fortress city, I don't know that I would have a lot of windows in the wall, but that's just me, unless they were for archers to shoot out of. But that's just my thinking, right? But this is what they did back then, and this is the way they did it, right? So, now, the scarlet cord on her door may be a bit of a hint back to the blood on the doorposts in Egypt so that the angel of death would pass by the children of Israel, or Passover is the more correct term, I think. But uh, so there's some some hint of that saying that, hey, if you put this, this represents the blood on your doorpost kind of thing. We will pass over you and we will not harm you and your family. So quite a few lessons we could get out of all of this. But I just wanted to point out those things. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.